How you doing? This is Edgar Otra Vez. And we're bringing you another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. Today I have my co-host, not my cousin Dan, helping out. And on today's show we have the smart and talented John Lawrence, who is the owner and founder of Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu out in Cleveland, Ohio. He has a wonderful school out there and... Uh, we brought him on to talk about jujitsu and just you know reminisce about some of the old times because John was my first jujitsu teacher, as you will hear on the podcast. And so we get to you know talk about old times. As you know, you can always go to the flowrollpodcast.com and see all our content and more, along with our store. If you want to support the show, go ahead and buy yourself a mug with our logo on it, or some of the other things I have on there with some art. It, it's always good to talk to an old friend from Jiu-Jitsu because they are basically family. You know, they're like a cousin who knows all your dirty secrets. You may not see them as often, but <laughs> they have stories about you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had fun doing it. So here's the show. <laughs> Didn't play well. But... <laughs> nice. Yeah. So here, here, let's get started. All right. So this is Edgar Otraves, bringing you another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. And uh, today, my co-host is not my cousin Dan. Seen a lot of me lately. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and today, our special guest is John Lawrence black belt under vienna brothers the same lineage that i started out at a carlson gracie lineage um and who owns hurricane jiu-jitsu out in cleveland ohio yeah so how's it awesome. going john it's awesome, awesome to uh, awesome to do this with you guys it's pretty sweet thanks man thanks for coming yeah. on um so you know getting getting started right off the bat i do have to point out that there is another very famous black belt named Johnny Lawrence. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that is so, true. So like, so I, I, I am, I do all the phone answering for hurricane among other things. And um, like, I feel like every time somebody calls to register, it's like they call to register their kids for a kid's class. And it's always like, they go, what's your name? You know, cause they want that like point of contact. They go, my name, my name is John Lawrence. I own a school. And they go, wait a minute, hmm. John Lawrence. I go, that's right. Yeah. They, they, go, they go, okay, this is really weird. But do you know that there's this guy going, I know Cobra Kai. They're like, yes, your name's really John Lawrence. I'm like, it, it really is. It's like, it's like that, that scene in Office Space when like they tell the guys, that's his name's Michael Bolton. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. It's uh, just yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> at, at Hurricane, on the wall, do you have the words hit first, hit hard, no mercy, stenciled? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I, like, it is so tempting to, to hijack all that branding, you know, <laughs> but, but, but it's been done. There's a school in Los Angeles, oh, sure. a guy named Mark Lehman. He owns Cobra Kai Jiu-Jitsu. What a, what a genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a genius. You, yeah. You, Dan, you train? You do any Jiu-Jitsu? Not in years and never for a very long time. Okay. I trained... I. I used to work out with Edgar 
Yeah, here uh, I used to work, but not not jujitsu. Edgar was teaching me uh, real basic uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, cool. and we and and we would train together until I think I like you underestimated me a little bit, and I think I gave you a concussion. No, it it wasn't. Like, but but like, and, and I wasn't I wasn't kicking him. I was kicking the pads, and there was only one thing that I could do well. No, there were two things I could do well. I, but but I, but I had this kick. this right kick. I had this right kick, and Edgar was holding the pads for me, and he kept telling me he's like harder, do it harder. And yeah. so I like really laid it on him, and then later that day he was like, I felt my brain shaking. Every time you kick the pads, well, he's like a big dude. Kind of, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to tell. But yeah, he probably he probably throw some shins at you. Well, this guy, this guy, it was funny because he he was like kicking me hard, and I was like, I was like, because he was like, I knew he could kick harder, right? Well, but I was I, holding back because it was like, yeah. it was like sparring, you know. Yeah, well, it's not, but yeah, I don't know. I know what you're saying. You're trying but to I mean, the same men, the same like. Yeah. But I did have a headache after that. And later on, I was just like, why does my fucking head hurt? Holy shit! From holding the pads with this guy, <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no worse injury than like head trauma. I mean, I, I just, I broke my rib like three weeks ago. Oh, uh, at me, but like, I'll take that over a concussion any day of the week. But yeah, but like the fucking breaking of the rib is like you can't do shit for two months. You can't laugh. You can't cough. <laughs> you can't sleep on your back, your side. You can't do anything. So. That so that was definitely true for the first um, probably the first three days. It was, it was pretty brutal. I actually had to take the pen, pain medication that they gave me at the hospital. But I I um, I work out with this guy. He is he's one of the most amazing trainers that I've ever been to. Um, I've been to quite a few over over all the years I've been doing jujitsu, and we like we're almost back to doing like normal strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think, yeah, I think we're three weeks out t- tomorrow and this guy, he can just, he can work around it. And because I used to think the same thing, like you, you bust your rib and like you just lay on the couch for two months and you just let it heal. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm yeah. doing, I'm, I'm doing really hard uh, strength and conditioning sessions with this guy. I just did one today and do another yeah. one tomorrow. So it's like, I mean, I, and maybe it just wasn't that bad a break, um, but it was the most painful injury I've ever had in, in, in all my years of, of doing jujitsu. And it's funny because when you get jujitsu injuries, they're always pretty bad. Like, cause they're always kind of like, it's yeah. rip, like the ripping well, of yeah, tendons and stuff. I would think a jujitsu injury is you're usually going to get it. You're going to get an injury when you, you let somebody push farther than like, like you're assuming, uh, not in competition, but let's say you're sparring or you're training, you're going to get an injury because you let something go a little farther because you thought you thought you were going to be able to withstand it. And then, nope, 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 you can't. And and it's, you know, an injury where your body literally just gives way. Right? Yeah, that's when you go to sleep where you break an arm. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the white room. Oh, fuck. <laughs> By the way, I've never, I've never gone to sleep. You've never gone to sleep? Never. No. Fuck, I've been asleep twice. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be weird. It well, like I told him, like I, I went to sleep and like one time I went to sleep. I went left when I should have gone right. Whatever. I basically <laughs> Peruvian necktied myself. I, oh god. I don't I don't even know how I did that, but whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, he's a white belt. Okay, I'm just gonna 
and yeah, and then I went to sleep. Anyway, yeah. uh, so then uh, I all of a sudden disappear, and I and I'm in this room where there's people there, and I remember having a good time, and it was like, and but the whole room was white, and then the bottom of the room by my feet there was these white clouds with pink underneath, like pink shadow, Jesus. and I was I was there, and I was like having a good time, and I swear to you. I felt like I was there at least 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 And then I, I wake up and then Mac, the knife is holding my feet <laughs> and all these jokers are around me. And I'm like, what the fuck did you guys do to me? You know, <laughs> I thought they, they pranked me. I thought I was like in the woods or something like in a, like on the bed in the middle of the lake kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and it took me a while to figure out, holy shit. Today I woke up, I went to work came home, picked up the kids, went to jujitsu, blah, 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 blah. Like my, I forgot my whole day. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was just like, fuck that. <laughs> most, uh, I think most people experience dreams and then also some sort of um, like time dilation where, yeah. like, you, know, you know, like you were there for like a month. Mm -hmm. you know, and it was really like four seconds. Yeah, it was is like exactly like that. Time dilation or just lost time. I've never gone out from anything like you know physical but i i have gone out from getting electrocuted twice whoa <laughs> <laughs> what all right you're gonna we're, we're so gonna I, I used to work i used to run a um an ice rink video game arcade place so oh. like half of it was a big ice rink and half of it was a video game arcade and on the ice rink side, you're always dealing with water and there's some high, there's some, there's a lot of electric in there and there's a lot of opportunity to do something stupid, right? <laughs> Sounds like jujitsu, a lot and, of opportunity to do something stupid. And, you know, I just got zapped. It, it was as simple as I was plugging something in and I shouldn't have been because I was standing in water yeah. and I'm an idiot, you know, <laughs> not like I wasn't like it, it, up to water, like to my waist or anything. I was just standing in water. Yeah, sure. And I plugged something in and it was just like a, you know, and, uh, oh. uh, you know, I, I didn't go anywhere, but I, I lost like, um, I, I guess I, from what I was told, I wasn't out for that long, but I lost like 40, 45 minutes and I just kind of came to, and I was just like sitting in an office chair in my office, like <laughs> what, you know? And then there was another time where I was trying to fix a video game and I stuck my hand in the cage because video games have like a cage uh, okay. that surrounds the, that's on the inside. It kind of surrounds, yeah. you know, I reached in there and I reached back behind one of the control panels to just kind of feel around if there was a loose connection. And there was. And I put my finger in a place I shouldn't have put my finger, you know, and <laughs> it was exactly the same thing. There. It was just like, like, <laughs> yeah uh and i just i lost i lost some time that's <laughs> lost some time <laughs> so uh john tell us more so so like first off i want to i kind of want to talk about how we met because we all you and i met at vienna brothers and you were a purple belt at the time oh well, yeah and um uh, and i started taking morning classes and you were the guy in the morning and it was like 
me, you, and maybe three, four other guys usually. What 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 year was this? Do you recall? Fuck, man. I want to say like probably ballpark it. I don't know about ten years, ten years ago. Yeah. yeah so right. like it was it was like you, me, Al, Hawaiian Sam. Uh, I can't remember who else. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, yeah. So like we all started around the same time and. Um, you were teaching mornings, but I, I remember thinking like, I got this, you know, and you would hand my, you would hand me my ass on a regular fucking basis, man. <laughs> and I outweigh you by at least a hundred pounds, even then. And it was just like, it was, it was crazy. And, and you were always like, so like, first of all, like you teaching, even at Purple Belt, you were always so technical so careful about passing on what you were learning as accurately as possible, but you also seemed to kind of like try to absorb new stuff. You were, you always seemed like a super intelligent guy and, and, and really kind of personable, which is one of the reasons I always kind of, I, I wanted to reach out to you and get you on the show, but like you were, you're just super smart guy. And, and, and even, even then, like you're a funny guy too. Like, so it was like cool to be around you just uh, to take class with you. So like, I just wanted to make, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. That's so nice. Um, yeah. I, re I remember, um, I remember that group that you, that you, uh, you just named all those guys and yeah, it's, it's almost like they all, they probably didn't, but it was like, they almost all started during the same week, you know, and then they all, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly who is what rank now, but it's uh -huh. pretty amazing that that group, really stuck with it you know you it's very rare you know yeah it, it was like all three of us at, at the least us we stuck out stuck it out i think i think al is a brown belt i think Juan, i think sam is too yeah um, that sounds right yeah if not i think al might even be a black belt now i'm not sure i i, I, did, I wouldn't even want to say it but i thought maybe that was the case i i, I have a hard time keeping up yeah it's especially because there's no, well, there haven't been like any training photos or, you know, uh, coming out of Chicago, really, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm usually, I usually will cruise like the Beyond Brothers Instagram. Um, obviously it's been a little, you know, it's been a little inactive for a while. Um, but uh, it's, it looks like it's starting to pick up. Um, but uh, I, I kind of went on a tangent there. Oh, the first day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was a very memorable first day for you. I don't, uh, I don't want to put you on blast and tell that story. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I know you want to, I know you want to. I, you, I, you can probably sense that I'm like, you know, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> oh dude. Have, have you, you probably haven't listened to the podcast cause we're not polite. I don't, I don't, yeah, I <laughs> Most certainly not me. Yeah, I take it to Edgar on the daily. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little ammunition. I, I get, um, uh, you you get you get like over the years you teach a lot and like you'll start to just like you'll start to like recognize people um like a guy comes in and it's kind of like it's kind of like oh like i've trained with a guy like this before and what it is what it was with him is like the uh guy who used to wrestle um competitive guy you know i mean he, he, had, he had a very competitive spirit um wasn't a quitter and then <clears throat> despite how 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 big he was he actually moved real fast. He was a, re a really athletic guy. Um, and uh, and that you know, guy was not what? Edgar. 
<laughs> you see uh, what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so go ahead. But but yeah, but it was it was funny because I don't I don't remember exactly what happened. But we were we were we were sparring, and he you know he was he was bringing it, and I ended up catching his arm at some point. And if you, if you if you don't know jujitsu that well, I mean the basic idea is that usually when you have somebody in an arm locker or, or an arm bar, you've got one or both of your legs over their torso. In this case, like one's sort of like near his face. And to this day, I, you know, we can still dispute what may or may not have happened, but uh, <laughs> I, felt, I felt his teeth sink into my calf muscle, <laughs> and, uh, and I and I stopped and I go, "Did you just bite me?" <laughs> i actually don't remember how you responded but it was it was a it was a great moment i was uh, well first of all i was super embarrassed but in my defense and i still this is what happened all right Go ahead. Go so you, you you and you can you can jump back in after this but i so he we you know he's kicking my ass all right like he's being nice but he's this is like five minutes of him tapping me like every 10 seconds. Right. So he's, he's kicking my ass, like literally kicking my ass. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Right. So it's like, how is this guy 140 pounds soaking wet, kicking the shit out of me right now. Right. So I get a little amped up. Right. But I wasn't. <laughs> so then I, you know, I, I, I try to fight as best as I can, but I keep getting my ass kicked. So then this guy eventually catches my arm. I know enough at this time to know that, he got me, right? So, but I'm trying to muscle out, right? So he pulls on the arm and I'm like, and I'm trying to pull back. And at the moment that I clinch my teeth, he sticks, his, <laughs> he sticks his, 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 his leg in my mouth. So I, I was, I was like, ah. ah, and then I, and then I, I tried to yank my arm back and he stuck his leg in my, in my, in my mouth. And then I, I, I braced myself. I by him <laughs> you, know the, you know what the story reminds me of it's like when a dude goes to the hospital and he's got like a light bulb in his ass and they're like, yeah. and they're right. like, they're like what happened he's like dude I was changing a light bulb and I like I flipped yeah. over I, yeah. <laughs> I know what it looks like right. Right. But I one did in a million it. shot doc. <laughs> one in a million shot yeah. <laughs> and so, so Edgar after that you went home with a light bulb in your ass <laughs> No, and no, 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 but you got to understand. But you have a light bulb in your ass now? No, never, never have I ever, ever, ever had a light bulb in my ass. But neither, like, but you see, the other thing too is like, John thinks this is, like he thinks I know you still think that I purposely bit you, but I swear <laughs> to you. I, it was so long ago. I, I, it's like it's not even the memory is like barely even there. Yeah. I, I, I have no, um, I have I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I tell you what I'm what I'm more disturbed by though is the way that like, you know, the way that you described the the way that I sparred with you is your first day, and I think about like if if your account is accurate, and I, I was tapping you like every. 30 seconds, you know, yeah. like that, that's something that like, I would never do to a new student now. You know? No, you, no. Well, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I was like, okay, you, yeah, no, I was exaggerating. You, I think you trapped me like three or four times, but even then, like that's too much for me, even then, like, mm -hmm. and I didn't know any better. Right. So like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but like, yeah, I know you would never do that, but it was just like, you, 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 you were owning me on the mat and it was super duper apparent to me and I, there was nothing I could do 
to like, it, it's just so weird because it's like, oh, I'm going to drown now. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. You know, that's, and that's really what sells it. Um, that was the hardest part about opening, opening the school was when I first opened it. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, ha- I definitely had help, but like I was doing, I was teaching every class, every session I was rolling every day at every class. And, you know, we got, we had some big like corn fed wrestlers here in, uh, in, in Ohio. Yeah. These guys would come in and like, they'd go, yeah, I heard jujitsu's awesome. I heard it's like, you know, it works really well and I want to learn it. And so like the, you know, like what I consider sales, if, if you, if I would even describe it that way is to like demonstrate that it works. And like you said, I'm not, I'm not, I was, I was, I was even smaller then. Like I was a very small guy, you know, up until, up until like recently I was still doing, I was still competing at like featherweight. So I was, it was really like, it was hundred, 150 pounds mm-hmm. and it would sell it. Cause like, you know, I was some Adam Sandler looking motherfucker and the guys would come in and <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd look at me and they go, this guy looks like a computer nerd. And like, you know, and, and then I would, I would be able to demonstrate that it, that it actually works well. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, sign me up. Right. Yeah. But like, that is not a sustainable strategy, like to keep your body healthy, you know? So yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, even some of the other instructors I, I was with, like they would, like after you left, you know, they would teach in the morning or whatever, and then, then go teach at night. And they would tell me, it's just like, look, man, I, I want to spar. Yeah, I, yeah. I got to spar at night too. And, and there's more guys in the, in the evening. I, I just, I can't, I just can't, I can't keep it up. And I'm like, okay, I understand. Sure. You know, like I, I, and I do, I understand because it is, it, it's a physical job. And, and if you're doing it in the morning and in the evening, it's, it takes a toll, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and right now we're at, I mean, we have classes like seven days a week. I mean, there I'm actually, I got my phone on silent right here, but I'm just like sort of watching it for emergencies. And we, we have classes running right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it's like a morning thing, an afternoon thing, a night thing, a weekend thing. And uh, which is pretty dope, but like, I could, there's no way I could do it without help now. You yeah. Know? I, and I've got, I've got great help too. So. And, and from the looks of it, that gym you started out there, like, first of all, you started with a studio out there, right? With, with Hurricane, you started with a small storefront and then you yeah. just blew yeah. that sucker up, man. That looks fantastic, bro. Thanks. Yeah, it, uh, it actually started even before the storefront. It started in my basement, uh, like in my house. Uh, I was trying, I was trained at, a, uh, I was trained, I, when I moved here, I trained at like a local gym, like actually like one of my, they're my competitor now, obviously. Um, but I trained there and, um, you know, I mean, for reasons I won't get into like, like definitely didn't work out. And then me and like me and like two other guys from that school, we were just like rolling in my basement for a while. And it was, I mean, I just needed, I needed like a legit gym. I don't think my wife likes strangers coming over to the house to train all the time. And, um, uh, she was pregnant with, uh, with our second daughter and it was just, it was time to make the jump. So yeah, that, that first school was like, it was tiny. It was really small. So I had a little closet. Yeah. But the school you have now looks amazing. You got two mats, two or two, two like levels to train on. Yeah, yeah, you got that dope mural on the wall. You, it just looks so fucking cool, man. I mean, um, I don't. Yeah, and it's it's um, obviously a lot went into it, but like we were just just feel super. I just feel super lucky. I mean, I, there's no, you know, um, I, I don't really know what the magic formula is there. I, we just we 
we started training in the small space and it, it was just, it was just really organic. I mean, we got, we, we picked up some new students. They told some friends, picked up some more new students. And I think within a year, we, we, we knocked, we knocked the wall down, took over the space next to us. And then a year, like a year or so after that, there were no more um, walls to knock down. So then we moved to the, the, the big place that we're now it used to be a bank. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just been, um, it's been, I just feel, I, I like I said, I just feel super lucky. I don't, I don't, I couldn't really explain how it happened. It was just very organic, you know? I, I, but what I would say is like when we, when we first started it in that little space, I thought that was it. Like I, you know, once I got like 20 students, you know, and I could like pay the rent and, and like, and make, and then like make some, you know, wh whatever that number was, I was like, Oh, cool. I have my little jujitsu club now. And then it grew completely out of my control. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah. It's a good yeah. problem to have, you know? Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, uh, to a point like, but like, I, I also don't want to like, um, I don't want to be like a, like a three, four mega gym. And I don't want to like scale so big that it, that it becomes impersonal. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's probably about as big as it could possibly be right now without it feeling impersonal. Um, yeah. So like, are you at a point where you can't take new students? Um, no. Uh, but if, if things like, if things go the way that they were, that they were going in like 2019 before COVID hit, um, w we would probably get to that place where like we've, we've fully scaled out like our business. Mm -hmm. and, well, I don't know. I mean, we could get, now that we've got the second mat space, I could kind of get creative with like how we structure the schedule. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we, I mean, we, I've got some Instagram stories on my Instagram, um, hurricane.jj uh, on Instagram. And we have video from our like 2019, uh, summer promotions. We've got like 80 people on the map. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, you know? And, and yeah. Anyway. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, you know, to see you start like that little storefront. Cause I mean, that's all I know, right? I, that's all I could see. I mean, we, the only time I talk to you is, you know, like when we see each other at events or something and, the last time I saw you, it was at, you know, Pedro's funeral, but yeah. it's just like, uh, so I'm watching you on Instagram and Facebook and I'm seeing you just grow, bro. And I, I mean, and to a certain extent, or I shouldn't say to a certain extent, but that is all you, that the reason that place is growing is because you are not only, not only knowledgeable in the subject matter that you're teaching, but you're also a super cool guy, nice guy, honorable guy, you're likable. I mean, that's, you're part of the product that's making this work. And, uh, and the fact that you're taking it seriously and thinking about, okay, well, if I get any bigger, we're going to lose a little bit of that. Yeah. That, that, you know, personality. I don't know if I want to get bigger. I, that's, that's so awesome, dude. That's, and that's, mm. that's part of what makes the gym work. Well, first let me, politely accept the compliment because my wife says I'm terrible at like accepting compliments. People say something, <laughs> you know, like, I'll find a way to like, I'll find a way to weasel out of it and like diminish yeah. it. So like, yeah. th thank you very much. That, that's, that's very kind. Um, but also like I've had, um, I, I do think, I do think it, hard work is like sort of the duh factor. Like if yes, of course, if you don't work hard, your business is going to fail. You have to work hard. Mm -hmm. uh, but also like, I think luck is a big factor. I think by sheer, like 
happenstance, I picked like a really good location. Like I didn't know it was a good location. It just, and now I know it's a good location and I would mm-hmm. never want to, but yeah. So like, there's a little luck involved there. I've had unbelievable help from like the other black belts and brown belts and uh, 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 purple belts who like were essentially like the founding members, you know, with me. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't do it without them. Um, and um, they're, they're, I, I definitely have a couple of tricks of the trade that are, that are I, I think, um, uh, I think have really contributed to the success. Uh, the, one of the things would be we try to take a really, um, we try to take a really non-traditional, casual approach to like interacting with the students, mm. um, while at the same time keeping it like a very disciplined, uh, structured place. If that makes sense, so like. You know, we're like we're very thoughtful about like how like the jujitsu we teach and like the like the curriculum that we set out, but also like I'm just not really down with like being called professor mm. or you know like bowing to me and, and bowing in and out like you know like sort of the like the the guru up on high, you know we I, we we've tried to stay really far away from all that stuff and uh, that seems to be. That seems to be very effective. People seem to be very refreshed by that. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I think in some in some like gyms, even in Brazil, they don't get too crazy with that. Even mm. some there's some places yeah. that are a little more relaxed. Yeah, just depends where you go, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that stuff adds to it. But I mean, if again, you know, part of this is part of your personality. Those people that follow you, they wouldn't follow you if they thought you know they didn't like you. You know, so yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there there's a you know, so like, I'm glad you're taking the compliment, but seriously, like the, right. the success, the success is because you deserve it. Right. I mean, you're, you're a good man. You're a good guy. You do. And you work hard. So, and the pieces are falling into place for you. But okay. as far as, as far as like, uh, so like going back to some of the stuff that we went through, I remember one story and, uh, like it was promotions because you brought up promotions and then something popped into my head. Yeah. And then uh, I had been under you maybe, I don't know, two months. And uh, uh, it's like the first time I meet Pedro. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So then uh, this is at promotions. I'm totally intimidated by Pedro or I shouldn't say it's the first time I've met Pedro before, but like who, who's Pedro. Pedro is our sensei, you know, his, his, would you say he's the guy who gave you your black belt? Yeah, he is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. he's so Pedro's Obi Wan. I guess. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> that. Well, uh, I, I got to put it in terms that I'm going to understand. It. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but he, you know, that's part of him. <laughs> just, that, yeah, because he's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he. So then this guy, um, he he calls me up to the side, and back then they were testing us. And he, oh god, yeah, that's right, that's right. And he asked, he asked me to do something. I don't know, armbar. And I, I was so nervous. Yeah, I forgot everything. I forgot everything. And then, poor John was sitting there, and I know he felt like his. his I could see his face because he's like, <laughs> like I felt like like I was embarrassing him, you know, because I was failing him. You know, I felt so bad. And then. And then he was like, he's like, well, do you know anything at one point? <laughs> do you know anything? And I'm like, 
uh, uh. And so I'm like, well, here, do this. And then so I grab this guy and I do this thing where he's like, he's got, you know, I'm on all fours. And then I just, he, you know, he's got, he's got some kind some, some kind of control on my, on my back. And I just toss him off. And he's like, what is that? And he's <laughs> like, that's not a move. I'm like, no, it's a move. And this is like, where is that a move? And it's like, it's a, it's a wrestling move. This is like, show me something that you learned here. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember anything. And then, and then he turned around and he, he looked at John and he said, John, um, what have you been teaching him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. I was like, I was not like, my fault. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so bad, bro. I just, I just, I just sit there. I just, I felt, I felt like I couldn't get any lower. Like if I could be a puddle, that wouldn't be low <laughs> enough. You know, a terrible feeling. No, so to put it in context, I, pr I probably have a couple students who listen to this and, um, you know, th this is going to sound very foreign to them because, because uh, of the way we do things. But yeah, so Peter used to, during belt promotions, uh, he would, it, it would be a whole room of people sparring, but then he would take the person who, you know, he was testing into a corner with somebody else to, you know, show moves on. And, you know, he, I, I think he would, he would tell you this, like later, he certainly told me this, like, it was sort of his way of like, kind of messing with the students. Like he, <laughs> you know, like he knew, <laughs> He, he, he knew whether or not he was going to promote you before he called you over there. Like it was not that there was, there was, it was totally for show. You know? Ah, yeah, dude. It totally, yeah, it was totally for, yeah. He wasn't, it wasn't like if you did really well, oh, maybe I'm going to give you your blue belt. Like it was all predetermined. Ah, come on. 100%. 100%. Ah, dude. Um, yeah, I still feel bad about that. I felt bad telling the story. I was so embarrassed. Because he put you on the spot. And then you're like, well, he's just like, well, what should I? Because he at one point was like, what should I give this guy? You know? And, yeah, yeah. and he's like, I think he deserves at least a stripe. You know, yeah. like he works really hard. And I felt I felt like I'm getting this stripe and I don't deserve this stripe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, he did it different, man. He, you know, he so... Um, I, I believe in being, being really stringent about like who, who gets promoted and being really, really tough. Uh, as far as that goes, like we, we, um, there are no soft belts at our school. Like you're not going to come and like, you know, roll with a blue belt. Who's like really, really bad. And I, I think we've all like been in that situation where you, you know, you'll, you'll like roll with somebody from another school and you're like, I can't believe this guy's a, you know. Yeah. I can't believe this guy's a purple belt. Like that's insane. I'd like to think that you don't really get that at my school very often, but because I'm so, because I'm so hard on everybody uh, because that bar is so high. Like when we finally do have promotion day, I try to make it as pleasant and memorable an experience as possible. You know um, you know, we hire like photographers and like people to take video and try to like, you know, build some nice memories for people. Cause I, dude, I, I don't, I don't have good pictures or video of like being, you know, promoted. Mm -hmm. um, I might have like a blurry, like iPhone one picture here or there or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, um, st I still like in the spirit of, you know, sort of like being tough in that regard. Like I, I try to carry that forward just by having a really high bar, mm -hmm. but on promotion day, I'm not trying to make anybody sweat. Oh, know? dude. 
that's, that's, <laughs> well, that's awesome. But at the same time, like, um, like I remember getting my blue belt and this is cool that you do that. And that you think about that because, uh, when I got my blue belt, I, I don't even think I, I have pictures or anything, but that's I remember awesome. being super duper proud of myself because yeah. I know that they're not just giving those things away, you know? No, uh-uh. You know, well, especially yeah, like in our when you course. when you tested for your blue belt, did you remember things? Well, by then they kind of stopped mm. testing because if they would have tested me, I probably would have fucking failed. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of short lived. I think they stopped. They you kind of stopped doing it. Mm. Um, you know, we 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 had we had some chats about procedure. You know, him and I. You know, mm-hmm. you know me. You know, don't, don't don't scare the shit out of the new students when they come in. That type of thing. You know, it's better for business. You don't do that. <laughs> he, he, I remember him like talking about like like some of these guys are you know just too weak and what's wrong? Why can't they just train and whatnot? And, sure, you know, sure. like he was very. Yeah. He's. I mean, I'm not giving the guy. I'm not doing the guy justice. He is. I I really did like this guy. He is very. But he was very strict. And but oh, I yeah. I <laughs> I appreciated him for being strict because I wanted I wanted the strictness I needed mm. the strictness I needed I needed some of that you know but yeah. there were times there was times it was just like oh man he's just so rough on me <laughs> yeah you know there's there's a balance I mean um, you also you also don't want to be like too nice and too chill um, yeah. that's a hole that I I. I think I fell into like a couple years in, um, too casual, you know, it's, it's like everything else in life for me is there's a, there's a balance to like, there's a balance to that. I don't believe in throwing people in the proverbial, you know, oven and screaming at them and shaming them and mm-hmm. like, you know, just, just running a four hour practice till everybody's throwing up like that. Mm-hmm. I understand it's like an old school mentality that people think like that will make you tough. Uh-huh. And I think and we could talk about that, but I, I think there are some serious flaws in that logic. Um, but like, I'm also not trying to like burn incense and play acoustic guitar for everybody. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's you got like, they're, they're really, I, was, I, I thought the, the way was like super chill. I thought that was the way. Uh, and then over the past over several years, I've tried to sort of like, uh, just like correct for that, you know? So we're sort of kind of back in the middle a little more, you know, uh, it's, it's important. Yeah. I, I, um, and Pedro wasn't like super hard on me, but there, like sometimes, you know, all you needed was for him to look at you. Sure. And yeah. you knew, you knew you messed up. You knew you, you, you didn't do it right. Or you, you, you know, yeah. and, that that, an, and that was, and that was enough for me. Yeah. That, I mean, that attitude, like, I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not referencing him specifically. I mean, he was mm. tough, but like, that's just like, that's just an attitude uh, that you see from coaches in like all sports, basketball, MMA, mm. um, you know, there's like, it, I don't remember who it was. And I actually don't really care to mention it, even if I did, but it was like a UFC, you know, when they do those like lead ups, uh, whatever they're called. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the behind the scenes thing. And this, co- this, you know, they're running like, fr- like fresh, they're running fresh guys on this one guy until he's like, you know, in a pool of sweat running for the garbage can to throw up. Um, and that is, you know, it looks great for the cameras and for Instagram. Um, and 
it might be intimidating to whoever like you're going to be competing against, but that is a highly unscientific, unintelligent approach to training. You know, there's reasons for that, but I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, we, you know, there's plenty of science to back up everything you just said. I mean, there's, that, yeah. I mean, we know better now. Like we, we don't, we don't uh, sit in the ring and let people punch you in the head till, you know, to make <laughs> yourself stronger. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't run till you throw up. You just, it yeah. just doesn't make sense anymore. <sighs> but well, uh, it's, uh, that kind of training is counterproductive, you know, because you're destroying yourself. Yeah. You, you, you go past a point where you're making yourself stronger and you start making yourself weaker. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, overdoing it with the discipline, overdoing it with the, the stridency, you know, the strictness that that's going to wreck them, the mental state, you know, it's not just going to wreck somebody's body. It's going to put them in a place where uh, they're not reacting to the training the right way, you know? Well, think about like, think about what happens. Like, so let's just take that, that narrow, narrow example. Like what happens when you do one of those like full in the ring deals where like you're running me, I'm sure you've seen it if not in the practice room, but like on TV or, you know, on YouTube or something like the idea that you're going to run fresh guys on a guy, you know, like over and over and over again. So like people are, you know, people are like Pavlovian dogs. So what, what happens inevitably when you run those rounds and somebody again and again and again, they it's, it's, they're going to fail at a certain point. Like it's, it's going to, it's a guaranteed pathway to failure. So like what they're going to experience is they're going to, they're going to associate jujitsu with pain and exhaustion and failure. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to make an association between those things, you know? And so then when you go to a competition, um, it's, it's easier to slip back into that failure, you know, um, the practices should be, should be hard. Um, but they should be hard. Like, like right up to that point, most of the time where, um, where you're, you're, you're succeeding with like great effort, but most of the, most of the time you're not failing because Mm -hmm. you want to build that. You want to build a habit of succeeding, uh, and th- that habit of victory as opposed to, you know, like if you're a purple belt and you train with a, you know, a room full of black belts, you got 10 black belts, like intuition says like, oh my God, I'm going to be so good, you know, for this competition at the end of this. But like, you're not going to be able to practice any offense. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to, to get any good muscle memory into your system. And then you are going to be confronted with failure, uh, habitually like again and again and again and so like that is actually like far worse training than if you were training mm-hmm. like white belts blue belts and some new purple belts like that's actually better training you know? yeah that's okay. it's, yeah because it's it's like you you throw a white belt with with a black belt and i'm speaking from not knowing a goddamn thing you know i i, I did some martial arts when i was a kid <laughs> until i was a teenager and that's it but like you throw somebody with a black belt and they're not learning like contiguously you know you yeah. what they're going to be exposed to is stuff that's so far beyond their level of ability that all it's going to do is frustrate them that they can't do it you know they can't mimic it <clears throat> and yeah yeah it's just um this and this is this is one of the reasons why I always kind of appreciated even when I was learning under you, 
when you're a purple belt, you always thought about this kind of stuff. You always, you always kind of like took it so seriously. And, and that's, I think, great, you know, because you thought about the training, you thought about this kind of things, you know, you, you always like, even I remember even like I would, I was always afraid, for example, to talk about the rubber guard. Right. Sure. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I, and I, and I brought it up to you and it's just like, yeah, you could say whatever you want about the guy, you know, Eddie Bravo, but you're like, you can't, you can't diminish what he has put together. Right. Did he invent any of it? Probably not. But like, but what he's the, the system that he put together, you know, there's something there. And so like, I remember you saying that to me and I remember thinking like, wow, like John thinks about these things. Like you, you didn't just go to the gym, hung out, did, you know, did the class and then went home. You you're studying, you're still a student in all this. And that's, I, that's the part about this that I really like. Um, and why I think you're so successful. Yeah. I think that, I think when you, when you, when you feel like you've hit an end point, you know, like you've got your, so I, I, I don't have a written curriculum and I'm never going to have, well, never say never, but I, I, I don't have a written curriculum. And, um, that's because like me, um, my instructors, they're like, there's always some like new little detail or there's always some, like some modification on the techniques and new way to train it. Um, that like, once you, by the time you write it down, if you're still a student of the game, there's going to be a change. Like we had our entire fundamentals curriculum filmed. I filmed the entire thing within the first couple of years and it was very quickly, uh, out of date and useless. Like, wow. Like, like after, after just a couple of years and I deleted the entire thing off of YouTube, uh, took it, I, it was, it was like many pages of techniques, you know? Mm. And I just, I just took it, I just burned it down. I took it all down because, um, like, like I said, they're just, there's always, there's, there's always like a little refinement. There's always an improvement. There's always some revolutionary, um, new technique or idea. Um, and once you like, once you sit down, like on your throne, your little instructor's chair and you go like, that's it. Like I've figured it out. This is our system. Like you're, you, you don't know it yet, but you're fucked. Like it's, it's over, you know? Mm-hmm. So how long, when, when did you start doing jujitsu? Uh, 2006. 2006. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how long did it take you to get your black belt? It wasn't that long. Um, I would say it wasn't that long, like comparative to, you know, some of the other like journeys you hear about these 15, 20 year, you know, black belts. I think it was, it's probably the neighborhood. I could I could do the math. It was probably like like nine years, eight and a half, nine years, something like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty fast. Um, and um, I, yeah, I mean, I just had a lot of hours. That was that was the main thing. For a very long time, I was I was on the mat for probably five or six hours a day. Wow. You know, five five days a week, um, and uh, you know. That that that's part hours on the mat is definitely part of it. You need those long years too. But yeah, so um, yeah, about I'd say about eight and a half nine years somewhere there. So you started do, started doing it in like two thousand six. When did you start teaching? When did you pretty pretty much leap? pretty much right away? Peter Peter needed help um, very early on, and I um, I've always 
I've always enjoyed like teaching people stuff. Like I'm talking about like in a totally informal setting, you know, just like showing my friends stuff. And I would say within the first, probably within the first six months um, mm. of training with him, I put six months in at a school in Ohio before I moved to Chicago. Okay. Um, and then, and then, then, yeah, I went to, went to him and yeah, probably within the, you know, so my first, within my first year of jujitsu, uh, I was, I was teaching, it was kids classes to start. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I like teaching adult classes a lot, kids classes. I can kind of take it or leave it. You know, adults are, or adults are much more engaging, but <laughs> that's where I had to start. You know, that's, I think that's kind of where everybody starts. Mm. Mm-hmm. I enjoy teaching the kids. I mean, I've, I've taught kids classes and, but it's, um, it has its moments where it's just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> what? Just please just run, just run in the circle this way. Cause just, no, not that way. This, this way, everybody this way, you know, it's just. Well, I would, um, because my schedule is flexible. Like I was, when my kids were young, like I was taking care of my kids during the day. And then teaching, teaching at hurricane, like kind of when I could. And after hanging out with my kids all day long, um, the last thing I wanted to do was run a giant kids class. Yeah. Hang out with, (laughs) hang out with other people's kids. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to do and like our kids class. I mean, we, like I said, everything was my frame of reference, like pre COVID, you know, pre COVID though. uh, I mean, we would get 40 kids on the map. That's amazing. It it was awesome. Yeah. But, um, but also, I mean, you know, even with two, we had, we would have, you know, me and like two assistant instructors and it was still a handful, man. It was a lot. Yeah. Whenever I teach it, I, I, whenever I talk kids class, I always try to get some help, man. Cause it's, mm. you need at least a one more person to demonstrate. Right. But yeah. then, you know, as many hands as you can get to like control the class. Jesus. How, how, how long are, how long were they when you were, when you were, we were, teaching 45 minute classes. <laughs> so, wow. so when I, when I first started teaching kids classes for Pedro, you know, he had just like put the kids, kids program together. He had like one or two kids, which is actually far worse than having like 10 or 15 kids. Like, <laughs> private, like a private lesson, essentially. And uh-huh. I go, okay. I'm like, what's the, what's the format? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like the, like the format, like, what are we, like, how do you want to do this? Like, you think like half hour, 45. And he goes, we do an hour and a half run like the adult class. Exactly. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. And it was the long, it felt like. You know, it, it, it oh, felt for, like for those kids, it must have been an eternity. No, for me, it was an eternity. Oh, man. <laughs> felt like Holy cow. Hours. It was like a four hour class. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it was bad. An hour and a half. With two, with two, it was like an hour and a half, and one of the kids was like seven, and the other kid was like four. Oh, oh wow! It was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Oh, that oh. <laughs> you do a couple things. Look up at the clock. Two minutes have gone by. <laughs> Holy oh shit. my god! Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh man. You see, the one of the things, uh, at least for me, um, you probably didn't have this, but I mean, there was so much there's so much video knowledge out there. You can look up at YouTube, you can go to like yeah, all these different yeah. sources sure. and, and figure out ways to kind of control kids, teach kids and kind of like some, some, you know, some techniques some principles. I don't imagine you having any of that access. 
So you were just winging it. Oh, oh, way back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Um, it was just, I mean, like I said, I was, I, I've always kind of been a natural teacher, but like it, maybe not skill wise, but just, I felt comfortable doing it. Um, and so, you know, it, it probably wasn't as bad as it could have been, but I, I like where I'm at now. I, I, I like, uh, um, I, I appreciate that I can delegate it to people, uh, like who, who helped me, you know, mm-hmm. the, the other instructors, seem to enjoy it more than I do. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. It's just, it, it's nothing like that. I just really, if, if there's only so many hours in the day and there's only, and there's so many classes on the schedule and it's like, okay, where am I going to funnel my time today? Like I've got, I've got this like family cup that I've got to fill. And, you know, I've got, then I've got like, uh, uh, like just my own personal stuff that I want to do. And then I got like classes and, uh, you know, it's it, it, at the end of the day, like I would, ju- I just prefer to, to teach adults now, you know, it's, it's, it's just more fulfilling for me. That makes sense. Cause that seems to be the thing that a lot of instructors kind of tell me eventually is just that it, it takes so much more energy to kind of deal with the kids. Right. It makes or, you tired, really tired. Yeah. Mentally, physically. Yeah. yeah. Up here. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, you run out of patience, mm-hmm. right? You use all your patience up with mm-hmm. the kids because you can't you can't be impatient with the kids you gotta no. be and you gotta be on right you gotta be laughing enjoying making sure right. you're enjoying it and if you're not a, like i you can only have so much of that right and then when you go to the when you go to the, the the adults class it's a little easier you can do more adults classes but you can only probably do a couple of kids classes because the the type of energy it takes well i would run a kids class from like 5 to 6 p.m and then here at hurricane and then we have a we have an all levels adult class from like six to eight, and I love training that session. But like sometimes after like a full day with my kids, a full day of like office work for Hurricane, and then um, teaching that kids class, like six o'clock would roll around, and I would just be like, I mean, I'll train, but I'm beat. Like I just don't have I don't have a lot of like go left, you know. Mm-hmm. Jesus, man. So how, like, what do you do to like kind of refresh yourself? Like get um, yourself up I in the just, day. I just don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so, um, and I, uh, uh, I'm not to, not to single anybody out, but like I, I will sometimes get get comments, and they're 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 very innocent comments from like new, like newer students who don't know me that well. I'll teach like morning class on Monday, and um, and they'll say, "Man, like uh, you know, like class is over." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, that's that's it for now," and they're like. Like, man, you got the rest of the day off. Like, that's fucking awesome. And I'm like, you know, I, I understand, I get it. Cause you just not really thinking outside of like your own, yeah. you know, circle, but um, this, you know, it, it, at least the way I'm doing it, I can't speak for anybody else who runs a school, but like, it's a weird schedule. It's like, it's like several 14 hour days. Yeah. Like boom, 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 boom. But then like, my, for just for my schedule, like I, I'm off, you know, like I could, I could potentially be off Thursday. I could potentially be off Friday, but my thing is I have to force myself to not work on those days. Like that's because mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like, I like, uh, I like updating the website. I like designing like new hoodies. I like shooting videos for Instagram. I like shooting techniques. I like, you know, and I like doing my own jujitsu stuff. I like to drill with my, uh, you know, like uh, some of the higher ups and, um, 
but I just have to go like, I'm just going to drink coffee on the porch today. Like I'm just not going to fucking do anything, you know, and that's, that's very challenging. That, that That's hard to do. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're, you're working in your passion, right? I mean, you, well, right. Yeah. That's uh, of, of course you're, you're never going to really take a day off because it's not a job per se. It's, it's, um, it's yeah. like your lifestyle, you know? Sure. I mean, like, do you, so Dan, do you, um, are are you into like 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 writing like uh, yeah. in terms of like like freestyle or otherwise like for your for your comedy like do you do you, do you well I don't I don't perform anymore right uh, when so I did like, perform I did like stand up or because of COVID no I stopped performing in 2017 oh okay okay um, and uh, but the thing there was never really a day off and I mean you'll you'll hear comedians talk about like, Oh, I really only have to work like, you know, four hours a day depending. But the thing is, it's just like your gym. If I wanted to be successful, I still had to follow a routine. You know, I had to get up in the morning. I had to, to spend a few hours emailing bookers and lining up, lining up shows and writing new material. You know, you had to, uh, had to sit down and spend a couple hours a day just trying to pound out new jokes and new routines. And then, yeah, when nighttime came around and it was, you know, very rarely you, you don't have like Monday or Tuesday night shows, typically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Monday or Tuesday night, it would be, you know, make the rounds of the open mics, try out the new material and uh, fun fact, open mics are the worst place in the world to try new material. It's just, <laughs> I'm sure. It's, it's useless. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday through Sunday, you, well, more often Wednesday through Saturday was those are the nights that you work, you know? Well, that means Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, I'm getting in the car and I'm driving halfway across the country, you know? And then, and, and, so yeah, Wednesday night, I would work one or two hours, but I'm spending 10 hours in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, I only, do, at no point is stand up a, a matter of all I do is one or two hours a night, you know, Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. That's, that's just not how it works. There's a lot more to it than that, especially oh, if you want to right? survive, you know? Yeah. But that's, that, but that's all people, but that's all people yeah. see you do, you know, like you, yeah. you, have your, you have your stage time and then they yeah, people like, perceive guy. it. Yeah. People perceive it because it's outside of the box of normal. It's not an office job or a family. <laughs> job. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm laughing because I, I, my, my, I, yes, my, my heart is connecting with yours right now. I totally, <laughs> yeah. me, I've got like, I've got like all these like funny little anecdotes. And again, I don't ever think, I've never really met anybody who's trying to like intentionally like diminish what I do. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But you have to understand, like from guys like, like, like Edgar and like some of those students, like a, a profession like mine gets tremendous respect. Mm -hmm. That is the only group that gives it tremendous respect. Like, like yeah. pretty much, pretty much everywhere else you go. I've avoided telling people what I do because it's just easier to just say like, I'm a teacher then that gets weird because yeah. like, what school do you teach at? And it's like, oh no, no, it's not like that. But but I mean, people basically just think that like I'm like a karate instructor 
and you know and like right. and yeah. i'm doing it like i'm doing it like part-time somewhere mm-hmm. like it's a lot i get a lot of like references like oh like so like what else do you do or like oh is that your full-time job and again i get it because yeah. like it is it is it is pretty rare for somebody to like actually be a full for real for real full-time martial arts instructor mm-hmm. um, but it's but fun. that's the thing you're not a full-time martial arts instructor you are a business owner right yeah yeah, yeah. sure so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like yes the core of what you do is is teaching jujitsu but you have a business to run and there are things that you have to do in order to keep the business running and you're not you're not just standing in a gym for 14 hours a day you know, you're, you're yeah. doing the books, you're, you're taking care of the marketing, you're whatever it is, you know, that's all true. That's definitely, you know, and people don't connect that. Right. Cause yeah. like, that's another way that like, cause at a certain point in comedy, when you are getting booked and you are making enough money, it's like, okay, you're managing a business, right? Yeah. You're managing a business and there's work that goes along with that. And it takes time, you know? Like there's no such thing as a day off when you're running your own business. Yeah. And and that's diminish like karate instructors or taekwondo instructors or any of those others. But I mean, you know, it takes a long time to get a black belt in jujitsu. So real quick, what I'm saying about the karate thing is like, and this is going to be funny, but like, so there was this guy, there was this fucking guy at Starbucks (laughs) <laughs> all right let's that's where they are that's where they hang out so so i would i would go i would go into this uh uh i would go into the star but again it's all like pre-covid i would go into the starbucks and um i think i had like you know one of my one of my hoodies on or something and like there was this guy who's a nice guy but he like you know he asked me like what i did and then um you know i told him i go yeah i i teach brazilian jiu-jitsu and he doesn't give me like an adult response at all. Huh. Literally, I don't know if I don't know if your podcast supports video, but he literally he hears what I what I've said that I teach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and he just goes like this. He just goes, "What?" Uh, uh, <laughs> puts his hands up. That's what he did. He, 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 the karate chop hands in the, the whole deal, and he does it right in my face. Fine, okay, like I get it. So maybe like he's a little socially awkward. I know I can be a little socially awkward sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I, so I, I give, I kind of give the guy, you know, the benefit of the doubt. I go, he had a weird moment. He's probably like replaying his head, cringing right now. Fine, whatever. No, I was totally incorrect because the next day I go to Starbucks, he fucking does the same thing again. Uh, <laughs> and that's when you <laughs> bit him in the leg. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts his hands up and he does the karate chop wall thing again. So I think I think people have like a like you say you're like a martial arts instructor and people have like a predetermined idea of like what you do. You know, like you've got you've got your like karate robe on, you're breaking boards, you're testing kids, taking their parents' money. You know, um, uh, yeah. it's, just, it's so much cooler than that, you know, or at least I, you know, yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, yeah. Plus, plus it's, it's something that takes a long time. Like it, it deserves respect. I mean, of course I'm saying sure. because, because I, I, I know what it, you know, cause I respect it. Right. And I expect other people to respect it, but I, I mean, it's not something, it's not an easy task to get a black belt. And to be an instructor. And in your case, as you're saying, like running a business, like it, it, I'm, I'm sure the guy was just trying to, you know, uh, extend the, the, the hand of friendship to you in a, in a funny way. Cause I mean, if one, if one thing we learned here on this podcast is that 
if we don't make fun of you, it's because we don't like you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Maybe he just wants to but, be a friend. No, it's it's kind of one of the things that you learn about the world is that most people don't know anything about anything, but they think they know something at the very least. Let me, and that's, you know that, that is that is genius, and I, I'm just going to put a cherry on that. It, it people people. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to limit this to men. Okay. When, for some reason, like when men come in, um, I would say like, there's always like, there's a sense like men have, I'm I'm talking about myself too, pre jujitsu. So I'm shitting on myself right right now too. Like men have like sort of um, uh, almost like a sense of entitlement when it comes to like our ability to fight. Like they just all come in assuming yeah. Like, oh yeah, I can like I can mess some people up. And then you'd be like, what are you basing that statement on? And they're like, I don't know. Like it yeah. is, I just feel like <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I can't. Like, oh, did you yeah. you have a college wrestling background? Have you mm-hmm. boxed? Have you done Muay Thai? No, no, like I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like I'm just really like I'm really game, you know. Yeah, I'm really yeah. athletic. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's some weird cultural thing. Here. It's never women. They're, never women. Women no. come in and are like, I, I want to learn. I'll be coachable. It's always dudes. Always. But yeah. I mean, that was even true of me when I first met you. I mean, like, I, I, I have the wrestling knowledge. And I also, like, before I walked in there, I had fought in the Golden Gloves. So, like, I have this. So, even then, but the, the idea is inflated, right? Because I come I mean, in. Right. Yeah, it was me too, man. It was, I'm, yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm telling this, I'm telling this douchebag story about myself too. Yeah. I think I think when I first called for my 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 first jujitsu lesson ever, I did the thing that now makes me cringe so hard when people do it to me, which is like I like gave the instructor over the phone, like my no, like my bullshit qualifications about <laughs> like myself. You know, I'm like, you know, I pl- I played some italki and uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did a little, I did a little, I, you know, I wrestled in, in middle school for a couple of years and I, you know, my dad taught me how to box a little bit. So I just, you know, just so you know, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I, uh, I, did, I didn't say right. the last part, but you'd be, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, guys do that. I don't know. I don't know why we do that. Like, again, including myself in that statement. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird. it's it's totally bizarre and and everybody i i've done it plenty of times in my life you know but it's a weird thing like why why do you assume that you're competent at something you've never done why what makes you assume that yeah and but it's it's there it's it's a seed inside all of our brains like oh i could do that no no you can't no (laughs) you you wouldn't you wouldn't do it and any other area of, of, of your life. Like, you yeah, I, like I would never go into an emergency room and be like, Oh, that dude needs an appendectomy. I can probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you you're like? Yeah. What are you cutting? You're taking stuff out. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, that, but so, you know, I'll be at like, uh, uh, again, pre COVID I'll be at like, you know, a family party or something. And there'll be like a friend of the families there. What do you do? And I tell them like, and like, again, just the oddest stuff comes out of people's mouths after you tell them you do this for a living, you know, like, Oh, like, do you think you can kick my ass? Like, what do you think? And 
it, they're not saying it in a challenging way. It's almost like sort of like, uh, oh, I'm uncomfortable. This is kind of ha-ha funny way. You know, oh, man, yeah. like, like you, you could probably kick my ass, right? And I, I just, it's a very awkward question to respond to. Because what do you say? No? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, what, <you laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to say? Is it like say, how how do you be polite? What do you say? What do you, yeah, you say probably. That, this is what you say. This is this is what you say. You say, you know what? Maybe why don't you come over and we'll sh- and I'll show you what's going on at the gym. You can sign up. You sign a waiver. <laughs> like turn it into a sale. Moment. Yes, turn it it's into a, a sale. Moment. She's like, I don't know. Uh, I I actually I like I actually developed a response to deal with it because it happens so often. <laughs> You got practice. I'm saying like, like it was a thing that happened so many times. Like I wanted to have sort of like a canned thing I could go to. Cause it was, it was always uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so what I, what I, what I ended up doing was I would say, um, so they would say, it was like, what? So, you, so you think, you think you could beat me up? And I would just go, um, I go, what do, what do you do for a living? And, uh, and they would go, you know, they would go, Oh, I'm, uh, I, I do construction. Like, uh, I don't, I, I frame, you know, houses and I go, I, okay. I go, so I go, I've never done that. Um, I go, do you like, if I came with you tomorrow, like, do you think I could like keep up on your job site? Like, do you think I could kind of do it how you do it? And of course, inevitably they're like, well, no. And I go, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of the end of it. It's interesting because you bring up construction workers and everybody that I've known in my life that works in the trades. I mean, they're all strong. They're strong dudes because they spend their, their whole day schlepping around bags of concrete or two by fours or pipe or something, you know, they've, they've got muscle mass on them, you know, and somehow some way in their brain that translates into, I must be good at fighting, you know, it does. does. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's so much more to fighting than muscle, you know? And like, I, I used to get in fights and I, like I said, I mean, I have some really basic, um, like I, I was a Taekwondo blue belt when I was a teenager and, you know, I've, I've messed around at a couple of, uh, uh, MMA gyms just for like working out, you know, but I never, and, and like when it comes to just like a down and dirty brawl, I take care of myself but like at no point has have i ever had the thought like oh i could just walk into the fucking gym and beat a fucking top dog like mm-hmm. it just doesn't occur to me because it's like like yeah i can hold my own in a fight it has nothing to do with because i know what i'm doing it has nothing to do at all with that it just has to do with every time i've been in a fight i've done okay you know it's, well that's As, because that's because you're a smart guy. You know, there's idiots like me who walk into fucking jujitsu gyms like and have to, you know, put up with uh, the instructor and then the instructor uh, kicks my ass. Here's and the secret. Like, Here, here's the secret to why I, I've always done well in, in just garbage, you know, stupid fights, bar fights and stuff. The whole secret. I am big and I can take a lot more hits than the other guy. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all it's been every time. You're like Homer. That's that's it. There's a lot of value there. But, but it's like, I would never, ever, ever pitch myself as, oh yeah, I could kick that guy's ass. No, that's not how it works. You'd be, you'd really truly like, I still, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm still shocked at how shocked some people are. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like when you when you 
you know, when you do what it is that you're able to do with them, like within the confines of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu rules, you know, like, you know, I'll have a guy come into intro class and he's like, you know, they'll be like, oh, like, let's, hey, I want to spar with you. You're the instructor. Like, let's spar around. And if I'm warm and I'm feeling good, you know, I'll, I'll indulge it, make sure I don't take any knees to the head or anything. And, um, and I, again, like when it's over, their shock that, that I just, you know, did what I, what I just did. Like I, I'm looking at them and seeing the surprise in their face. And then I'm going, Holy shit. I can't believe this guy is so surprised. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're surprised right. me with their surprise. I'm like, really? Like, they, I mean, I feel like the UFC has been around long enough. Joe Rogan's been harping about right. how jujitsu is for long enough where like the world should know. Yeah. And it, it, it yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of people that need to learn it for themselves. I mean, have you ever seen that guy? That guy is just like, look, dude, this is, this is two plus two. This is how it works. You know, it's just like, no, nah, dude, that's not how, dude, look. All right. And then finally he goes to the grocery store and he sees two apples and another two apples. Oh, that makes four. That's, mm-hmm. these are the type of guys you're dealing with. That's, that's what you're getting. Yeah. You're getting the guys who have to learn it for themselves. And to be clear, like I usually am not dealing with these people because they either don't come back or, you know, they end up getting kicked out. (laughs) That's that's too bad. That's okay. So then I I think like my big takeaway from every time I've ever been in any kind of physical altercation, my big takeaway has always been, I don't know what I'm doing. That's always (laughs) been, always been my takeaway. I don't know what I'm doing usually followed by thank god that other dude didn't know what he was doing too (laughs) well i mean i think one of the things i learned especially with doing this podcast is that i'm the first one to tell people that i don't know what i'm talking about if i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) i think honesty should do that yeah yeah it's it's just just honesty is especially here because like when you when i like there's been a couple times where i tried to like kind of like something happens to me you know, like I'm talking to someone and I kind of kind of want to meet them halfway for some reason. And I start not being myself. So like I try my hardest not to do that. And it's weird that I even do that to begin with. So one of the things that I do while I do this is, is I try to be as honest as possible as I can. But it's just weird that that dudes dudes do this thing where we're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. such a good fighter. I'm just. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm natural fighter. Like, why yeah. do you know, why does it happen? Yeah. It has to it, be well, like, oh. you watch too many, you watch too many fucking Bruce Willis movies, you know, and, <laughs> and like, that's gotta be what it comes down to. I don't know. It's not just fighting though. I mean, like it's a lot it, of things. It seems pretty universal that just American men assume that they are going to win the fight, whatever fight they never get into, whatever. Uh, but it's also a thing where it's just you just assume you're competent. You assume you know. You assume it's it's like not having confidence is weakness or something like that. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's right. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's about confidence, right? And they yeah. have to use confidence to make up the difference. Mm. So I have a question in terms of like uh, the pandemic and stuff. Like I've I followed you and you had podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. And I can't, I couldn't find them anymore. I think, did you take them down or? I took, I took them down because um, I, they're just like, I'm trying to keep that. I'm trying to keep the website now that, now that I feel like we're sort of over the hill or over the hump with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, 
it's not a pleasant, um, it's not really like a pleasant recollection for me. And then also like they, they were, they were more relevant, like during some of the lockdowns, cause it was just providing my students with like content. Yeah. But I'm not really interested in like new people finding those and like listening to us talk about COVID a year ago. Like it, it's just, it, uh, you see, I, I prefer, I prefer that the channel had like, you know, techniques and tours of the school and like mm-hmm. class footage and stuff. Like, I, I just feel like, um, you know, COVID was a bummer. And um, like, I just, I want as few reminders of it as possible, you know, like moving into the future. So that's, that's an interesting take. I, I can appreciate that because, yeah. but the, the unfortunate thing is, is that I found those podcasts. I, I know I'm just sitting here. I'm like kissing this guy's ass this whole time. I swear I'm not going to do this, this, this whole podcast. <laughs> it's just, well, I thought they were yeah, really intelligent. You- I thought you handled it very intelligently, very responsible, more responsibly. And, and I think it would be good for you to kind of keep those on there so that people can see how serious you take your business, but also like how much thought you put into this. And it wasn't like you took this shit lightly. You, you sat there and you had other people kind of, you know, you know, give their opinions and stuff. And, and you thought about how you were going to handle running your business, teaching jujitsu through the pandemic. And I thought I, I, I was watching you the whole time and I was thinking, fuck, man, you know, John, people should be taking, you know, a page out of John's book and doing what he's doing wherever they're at, you know, whether it's Ohio, Indiana, wherever, you know, because yeah. uh, I think I think you really did kind of thought about it, because first of all, uh, I, one of the things I think jujitsu provides is not just self-defense and fitness and all this stuff. I've, I've mentioned this before. But I think one of the most important things that jujitsu provides is community, right? It's an opportunity for people, like-minded people to get together, but there would be people in the gym that you won't see in other, in, in other light, in, in other places. Like yeah, sure. if, you, if you're a marketing guy or web developer, mm-hmm. you're only going to see other marketing people or web developers. There's a chance for you to run into uh, a doctor, a carpenter. A, you know, fucking the, the baker, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes you could use a baker, you know, sometimes you can use a plumber sometimes. And it's not just about networking. I'm just saying you have these people that who ordinarily wouldn't be together and you put them in this room and you give them an opportunity to socialize. And there is, there is so much benefit for a person yeah. uh, psychologically and the service that you provide isn't just, at least in my eyes, I'm sure you probably, you know, perceive it different, or maybe I'm kind of glorifying it. But uh, I think, I think the biggest, the biggest product that you're providing people is this opportunity of to be part of a community. And I think that's really important because I think there's, there's this kind of crisis that's happening in our world today of loneliness, right? Sure. And, and what you're, mm. what you're giving people is, is the opportunity to make friends. And, and uh, I, yeah. and yeah. I, and I really appreciate how you kept your community going during this time. You were, you were vocal, you, you, you used YouTube, you used Instagram, but you also thought about, okay, look, I'm trying to keep you guys safe. And you made that apparent to them. 
with your podcast. And I think that's I, I think that's one one of the reasons why you should put it back on. I mean, it's your business. I can't tell you what to do. You yeah, know. No, I, I I understand the, the the sentiment, and I I enjoy doing those podcasts. Um, it's it's funny to be it's funny to be you know like a year outside of it now um, because I feel like I can see the whole thing obviously clearer than before. Um, so I guess the first thing I would say about, you know, operating under COVID and, and everything we did, oh man, what is the first thing I would say? Uh, I think the most important thing is that I welcomed, I welcomed all opinions. I, I welcomed com- opinions that were, you know, people who were more cautious. I welcomed the opinions of people who were much more flippant about their behavior. Uh, as long as you, as long as your opinion is based on some type of evidence or fact or something you can show me, like I'm, I'm happy to listen to you and I'm happy to change my mind. Um, but anybody who, anybody who thought that, that the, the, the solution and the way forward through COVID was simple. Um, I, you know, like I take issue with that. Um, like, you know, I mean, like, it could have been simple could have been like, Oh, we just need to open this economy up. We just need to open. We just need to get everything open. You know, like that's a very simple way to, to, to frame it. Or it could be very simple. Like we need, we just need to stay home. Like everybody needs to stay home. That's it. We just need to stay home and follow the science. And uh, like, those are both very simplistic takes. And I, I heard many, many variations of both of those. Um, and, uh, and I think, I think, I think there are good points on both sides. Um, you can see that I, I erred toward being, you know, more cautious um, because I thought that's kind of where it made the most sense. But I also think it's important to admit that like I made a major, major, major mistake like early on, like January or February or something. One of the first messages I ever sent to my team about this thing was, I mean, it was like a total Dr. Drew moment where I was just like, guys, we have nothing to fear here. Everybody's panicking. You know, we're still training. Right. Mm. And I was very, um, I was very happy to retract that, you know, uh, via podcast, like several weeks later, because it was fucking wrong. You know, mm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, now what, whatever you think about COVID, I said that it wasn't a real thing you know, too early. I opened my mouth too soon. And it was, it was totally obviously incorrect, you know, and I, it was embarrassing and I had to walk that back. But after that moment, um, my stance on it was like, look, I'm just, I'm not going to try to predict the future. I'm just going to like, look at the evidence we have week by week, month by month, because new information was just like constantly emerging Mm -hmm. like February, March, April, May. And anybody who acted like it was simple and that they knew, you know, what was going on past that point after I made that first mistake, like I just, um, I just couldn't hear it. You know, um, I was just, you know, people, I'd get a text message. Hey, hey coach, are we going to open up next week? Hey coach, are we going to be closed? And I go, look, it's Monday. Like I'll let you know more on Tuesday. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that, that's, that was, that was the way to do it. And, um, uh, 
What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was just kind of like what kind of what, what you were, what your thoughts were, which is basically what you've kind of given us right now, but it's just, I, 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 I mean, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot I'd like to say about it. Um, but there's also just so much to say about it. Um, well, I think, I think again, like you, you at least, cause I mean, some of what I, how I behaved during the pandemic, it, I, I kind of watched you and kind of, and not just you, but other people, like sure. you were one of the people that I kind of watched to see how I should be doing things, you know, and I'm not training, but that's because I have someone uh, that I have to be close to who's elderly. So that's, that's kind of where I'm staying. Right. But if, if there wasn't, maybe my approach would be different. But again, part of part of what what happened is you influenced how I was thinking. Mm. But I'm sorry, no. go ahead, then. Well, back to the point of like people have these simplistic views on it, you know, and we just need to open up the economy. Well, you can't just open up the economy. It, it, like it's too, it's far too complicated for that. Because for a business, a small business owner like yourself, for you, if you were to just say, "I'm oh, fuck it, I'm not." following the rules. I'm going to open up the doors and, you know, we're just going to do everything the same as normal. We're not going to change anything. Well, that opens you up to a whole mess of liability because, you know, what happens if your gym becomes ground zero for an outbreak? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a big liability for you. It's not as simple as I'm just going to open up because I need my business to be open. Well, it could have potentially gone that way for us because we were not under the same restrictions that Chicago is under. Mm -hmm. Chicago, I mean, they really were coming by your door, you know, telling, telling you they, they were going to fine you $10,000 per person per violation. Um, there, if, if we, I don't think we ever experienced that type of stringency. And if we did, it was only for a very short period of time. Uh, but uh, fairly soon after the hard lockdown, um, you know, we could have opened up like to 20 or 30 people per class. There were schools that did that. And I, I don't even really, I don't even really judge them for it because I just think, I just think reliable, not reliable. Uh, I just think the information space was so clouded, mm -hmm. um, you know, with just sort of like partisan bullshit and propaganda, you know? Yeah. I, I think it was, I think I really, I have almost impossible to make an informed decision. And I, well, and I have a lot more time than like your sort of average person with an eight hour a day job to like try to read about this stuff on the internet. Mm. So I, I really, I spent hours a day trying to get a handle on it and try to figure out like what, like what the right thing to do was um, balancing public health with economics and like running a business like to me like that's where the tension always was like you you know there's there's a tension between these two things um mm. and um you know it, yeah it, it was just it just it was uh i don't know i kind of, I kind of got sidetracked there it was just it was it's it's a it was a tricky balance you know yeah sure well, and you you had the 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 ability to lean on your on your wife, who's a statistician, is that is that how you say that? Yeah, she's a statistician at okay. uh, Case Western. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you could kind of lean on her for a little a little kind of opinion and knowledge and kind of to inform your decision making. So I mean that's that's something that you kind of had. Yeah, yeah. On, on your side. And it, and it like she, I mean she's 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 brilliant with stats and numbers and um, you know it's it's it, I try I tried to I tried to make the decisions that we made based on based on, based on science. So like we've, we, we have, we've got, we've, let's, you know, we've got a population of students training at our school. And then the ones, the ones who are, you know, in your situation, you know, a truly like vulnerable scenario, either they're immunocompromised or they're with somebody who's immunocompromised, like those people, those people left and they were free to leave. Right. And I never asked anybody to come back. I never tried to shame anybody into training. Like they have a logical scientific reason for stepping away. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like it, makes, it makes sense. Um, I did not ask them, you know, to pay any membership dues. I freezed everybody's accounts right away. Um, but I tried to make the decision based on the demographics of our school. So, you know, people who train at our school are, are, are bet- roughly between the ages of 20 and 40 years old. Like that's where the cluster falls. And, um, the fact is like, and this is a fact, I mean, this can be, this can be shown through very, very simple statistics. If you're between the ages of 20 and 40, uh, your, your likelihood of having complications or death from COVID, it's a statistical anomaly, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that's without even knowing any other, any other factors about you. That's just your age. You know, do you, know, do you smoke? Are you diabetic? Are you, do you have lupus? Are, are, you know, are, are, you, uh, are you morbidly obese? Like these are, these are just, they're just, these are just variables. And, you know, um, just like based on the demographics of our school, um, it's for the people participate, participating immediately in that activity, there's not a high risk for them. Now, that is not to say anything about them taking the virus elsewhere. Yeah. That, 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 that's a totally, that, that's, a, that's a legitimate issue. Um, but I'm talking about the issue of immediate uh, primary danger, like for the people in the room training. That is a statement totally based on science, you know? But, um, but I, feel like, I feel like if you say a thing like that, you know, like, without all of these little caveats and like asterisks I've put on it. Like that could be a very controversial statement to make. Yeah. You know? And I, and, and it's, it's, it's a bummer that it is, you know? And I can, and that's why I can understand why you took down those podcasts. Sure. But if you, because people are not going to listen to the whole thing. Right. I, I listen to quite a few of those and, and I'm like, okay, John's got his head on straight. Like John knows what he's doing here or he's trying to, he's trying his best to, to, to be as responsible as possible as he's doing this. Cause I mean, you were doing things like contact tracing and limiting class sizes and alternating days and all kinds of stuff. And, and so like, I mean, I, w- I was watching and I'm sure I wasn't the only one who was watching. I mean, of course your students were watching, but I'm sure other, other members of the jujitsu community was also watching. So mm-hmm. it's, so whether you know it or not, you, you were probably, you probably had an influence that kind of had a maybe a little bit of a ripple effect in our community. Well, uh, the only thing I could say is that we that we that we, I, I like I said I try I tried my best at the whole thing to balance <clears throat> public health and the economics 
of, of running a business, you know? Um, and then combined with that, we just, we got lucky somehow. Like, I don't mm. know how, I don't know how we had so few infections. It, it's not, it's really not like in line with like the science, like hmm. we've had, we, we, we had like, we had th- like three, we had like three, maybe four infections that we knew for sure were transmitted between hurricane students over the course of an entire year. And then, and then like of those four, like one of them or two of them was like, well, it's not clear that they, that they got it at the gym, Mm -hmm. but that number is far too small. And I, and like people, like I've had old students call me like, like thinking about coming back and they go, Hey, um, I'm thinking about coming back. I'm like, well, great. Like it'd be great to have you back. And they go, their follow-up is why don't you think you had more infections? Hmm. And I'm, and I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think we'll know the answer to that ever. I mean, we might know it in five or 10 years. It's just, we don't know what to make of it. I mean, we're, we're now up to um, 30 people per class training. Um, and, you know, do I think that we're going to have more infections? I mean, it would, it would, stand to reason that we're going to have more, we're going to have more people get infected. I mean, I, but, but I was so, again, I was so wrong early on. Like when we did one of those podcasts, I was talking about it and I was saying to somebody, I was going, dude, we're going to have, we're going to have like multiple infections every month. Like yeah. if, if we open and I just, and that's just going to be the, you know, that if, if we decide to, to operate, like that's going to be the way it is. It seems totally unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I was totally wrong. But I, I have no idea why I was wrong. It's it's I, like it's a total mystery. Well, there's a couple of things. I have bro science. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna share some bro science here because right. I, I got a I got a PhD in bro science. Okay, so like my theories are like first of all, I mean if you know anything about a jujitsu gym, I, you know we are super anal about keeping the mats clean, right? And I know you did more than just clean the mats. You cleaned your whole freaking studio uh, when you were, when, when during this time, when you were having classes, like, like, so it's just like, we're super, super clean already. But then you add something like this. Cause I mean, we're worried about staff. We're worried about, you know, all these kind of skin diseases. That's why we got to keep the mats clean. And some places clean the mats almost after every class some places just clean it after every, you know once a day whatever but the mats are getting clean at the very least on the daily right sure okay. so i think that's one piece of it the other piece of it is, is like you got people who are coming in who like you said are within the ages that that they're least likely to get sick from covid right so their immune is up they're less likely they're less vulnerable also i think you got people who are working out they're just staying healthy. They're staying healthy to begin with. And plus the last factor I think is, is that you got these people together again around other people in their community, which is also a positive boost on just their, their own actual physical health. Cause they're being cycle, you know, they're being stimulated mentally. Right. So, I mean, all the, th- I, to me, I think those, those are the factors, right. And, and the fact that, like you said, 20 to 40, I think all these things kind of came together and is why you haven't had so many infections. 
Um, yeah, I think I, I like I said, I've got theories, but like uh-huh. I just want to be very clear to anybody listening. Like I'm, I this is these are guesses. Yes, uh, I, I'm not like an infectious disease specialist. Mm. I have no authority to speak on why. You know, we yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have any outbreaks over the course of operating fairly regularly for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. I think it's possible that we may have had many infections that were um, undetected, you know, asymptomatic. The problem with that theory is that we, I, I have had maybe twenty antibodies tests over over the the, the course of this time, and I've not. I've not shown antibodies. And if anybody was going to, it would be me. We've had other instructors have antibodies tests. They're not popping for the antibodies. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 I ordered, um, um, I ordered a, a, like a, like a bulk kit of antibodies tests because like, it's, you know, uh, it was costly, but also like a pretty valuable thing for a guy like me to have considering like, the nature of my business. So yeah, I've been taking, I've been taking an antibodies test once every several weeks for, I just ran out. I mean, I had like 20 tests. It was like, you know, 20 weeks, something like that. Um, yeah, no, 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 no COVID antibodies. Um, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, but still, I think like even just being young and healthy, well, like your immune system could actually stop the virus at the door. So you might not even, you might not even show signs of antibodies. Now, again, what I just said could be bullshit. That might be wrong. Okay. I can't speak with authority on that. No, no, no it's a, it's fact now, man. You put it on the podcast. It's fact. <laughs> we, <And> we'll put, <laughs> yeah. We've also, There's no erasing it from the internet. <laughs> we've also theorized that like we have a student population who like they largely work from home, spend time with their family at home. Uh, and then hurricane is sort of part of their habit trail. So like we actually have, so, yeah. Yep. Hurricane is the bubble. Yeah. So like the other theory is that we actually do have a student body uh, that is being like ultra responsible about, about this thing, or at least most of the students are being ultra, you know, ultra responsible in terms of like limiting their circles. So that's a theory. We had a, uh, we had one of our instructors bring in a, um, a CO, I think it's a CO2 detector. It basically measures the, like the output of exhale or like breath in a room, like the, you know, the ambient level. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and when he measured it, because our, because our, our, our facility is so big, it's, it's at 5,200 square feet. And then we, we have two HVAC systems that are constantly fanning and running and circulating the air. And we have an air purifier. Um, the, 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 level of, the level of CO2 in the room was nearly identical to what it would be outdoors. That's amazing. Hmm. He told me this. Okay, he has a buddy who is is uh, uh, like an infectious disease expert that gave it to him and said, "Do do a CO I think it's CO two do a CO two test in the room, mm-hmm. see what the sort of ambient breath level level is in the room, and it's it's almost like training outdoors." So that was another that's amazing sort of theory, right? But yeah. like like I said, like we I ch- I chalk it up almost like in a karmic way. I just chalk it up to luck because. I just, I don't know why we, we, I feel, I feel like intuitively we should have had a lot more trouble with this. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't, I don't know why. That's amazing. No. Well, I think, I think you just illustrated why. I mean, those, 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 that, that CO2 thing is probably one of the biggest factors. That's amazing. Maybe that, I, just gotta, I, don't, I just, I tend to just throw my hands up in the air and say that I don't know, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm just grateful 
Mm-hmm. That, that we were able to operate fairly normally and that, that nobody got sick. Uh, no, nobody got seriously sick. You know, a couple people got the, you know, sort of cough and sniffles and a fever and shook it off. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a wild time, man. It's been weird. You know, it's been so, hard. So how long have you been in business now in, uh, in Cleveland? Um, so we opened September, 2014. Okay. So I have, I have a silly question here. Okay. And uh, the only reason I bring this up is because I know this happens. I know this happens because I know it happened to Daniel. I know it's probably happened to Pedro. Uh-huh. So I have to ask, have you had the guy come in who wants to challenge you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, this is a, this is a fucking thing, man. This is, this happens. This seems to happen. It's just like a Kung Fu movie. It's like these people, they think they fucking can come in and take on the fucking master and they just, you know, and then they learn a lesson, but so can can you share us, can you share with us one of those stories? Like, first of all, how many times has it happened to you? You, you, um, it's never been really bad. Um, and you probably heard the story that I, that I, if, if I told it, I think I told it, on one of the previous podcasts, um, we, uh, I, I taught an intro class and, uh, this, this, this guy came in and he was a nice, he was actually a nice guy. Um, he wasn't like being like an outright dick or anything, mm-hmm. but after intro class wrapped up, I always try to make it a point to like <clears throat> answer the students questions and, um, uh, you know, you know, um, I'll just say like, does anybody have any, any last questions? Uh, you know, um, anything I can tell you about the school, anything goes. And the, so the guy raises his hand. He's like, um, he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, are you, are you sparring tonight? And I, I was kind of like a little surprised, but I go, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I go after this, we have an open mat and I'm scheduled to train. And he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, well, he goes, he goes, we sparred me. And I said, yeah, sure. Well, I'll spar with you. Um, and um, which up until that point, it was, that's a still a fairly normal interaction. Um, but then we sort of started sparring and uh, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were standing up and he started like, he started like kind of like talking shit, you know, while, while we were standing up, you know, he was kind of like, he was kind of like, he was kind of like, I'm going to get you son. He's like, here I come. Like, here I come. <laughs> and um, like, I definitely find that the best thing to do in those situations is like just beat them as gently as possible because then it's even more confusing, you know? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Why beat them as gently as possible? Uh, because any alternative to that has downsides and, uh-huh. but that, but that just doesn't, you know, uh-huh. um, you, you could lo- you could lose your temper and like, like really rough the dude up. You could refuse to spar, have a verbal altercation and kick him out. Or you could, you could spar like they're one of your kids, you know, uh, which, which is what, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's really just like a one armed, like wrestling match I'm having with this guy where I'm just kind of like collar tying him, uh-huh. sort of pushing him, pulling him around the mat. Got him on the ground one time, got him in one submission. Um, I can't really say whether or not there would have been more because he, he, he stood up. And again, this goes back to our, our, our disbelief thing. Like he stands up and he's, he's, he's completely out of breath. And he's like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, how are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. And 
I just kind of laugh. I go, I, you know, like this is what I do for a little bit. <laughs> you can learn this too. And uh, that, after that, he was, you know, he was running for the trash can. You know, he was, he was, <laughs> um, and we got one of my students like thought it was going to be a lot worse. He got like, he got his phone out. So there's actually video of the uh-huh. incident. Um, <laughs> but like, it's, it, again, it, like I, I, I'm like, I'm good at de-escalating things. Uh-huh other than escalating things. So it just turned out to be like one of the most anticlimactic videos you could ever watch because everybody's geared up for like a big thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like slowly brought it down to yeah. the point where, you know, like the guy was just sitting on the couch trying not to puke. <laughs> like I said, he, he, he was, he wasn't a bad guy. He was a nice guy. Uh-huh. Was, like, I just don't really think he understands, um, you know, like how to behave in that kind of environment. You know, you don't like talk shit to the instructors. <laughs> not really like done. You know? yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah I, I blame movies for that kind of shit, you know, because it's just like, it, it's yeah, like, they, yeah, they have no concept of like, okay, this is not how you behave in real world. Mm-hmm. This is not yeah. a movie. You know, you're not, you're not fighting for your honor here or your dojo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this guy is running a business, man. <laughs> you know, it just happens to be about kicking ass. Yeah. I hope it, you know, I, 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 I think I think that stuff's like pre- pretty pretty avoidable if you you know don't let your ego flare up in front of your students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, it's de-escalating things is usually very easy to do. Yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah, a little humor, some kind of like okay guy, you know, like. Well, yeah, I mean, I would imagine if you were to like really hand his ass to him, like the fallout from that could be really ugly because people who have wounded pride don't exactly react to things well. You know, yeah, you just don't know. You just don't, you just don't, like I said, in that, in that type of situation, just the, the, the best thing to do is, is just, yeah, kind of, kind of bring it down. Um, uh, but there are plenty of videos on YouTube that'll show you, you know, show you, um, uh, incidents where that, like that is not what the instructor is doing at all. You know, people, people get beat up pretty bad. Um, yeah. I think Daniel's got a pretty good. I'll let him tell it on your podcast one day. I think he's. You remember La Sombra? Remember that? La guy? Sombra, yes. Oh, that fucking story. Is <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, it's somebody needs to like, like record that and do like an illustration. I, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast. Wait, yeah, you, 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 you're, you're a great artist, man. You should, um, you should do like, a, like an animation of that story. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. I, be hilarious, I, man. Yeah. Oh, you know what I should. Okay. So maybe what I'll do, do that I, because my, like my, I've told my students that story. It is like, <laughs> it is, it's like an all time favorite. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, see yeah. now yeah. we're, now we're stuck. We have to have that story on the podcast. I feel like I've beaten it so dead, man. Oh I, no. I, that, I, I tell really? that. I, I love that story. I've told like, I've told my version of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like to hear yours. Yeah. No, 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 no. We, no, no. we got to have the real story from, from the horse's mouth. Exactly. That's not from the horse's mouth. I wasn't there. No, that's why I'm saying no. like, like, no, no. Now we have to leave it as a mystery. No, oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't there either, but like, yeah, no, I, I heard this story too. And I love it. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to see, if I, I'm going to reach out to him, see if he wants to come on the podcast. It would be, it'd be great. You know, like he'll like embellish it. He'll make it a little better than it was. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and then with the accent and everything, it's just oh, so 100%, cool. 100%. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's why I bring it up because this is like a phenomena that kind of just follows the jujitsu instructor. It just like, it happens all the fucking time. And, and it's just funny because, uh, 
I know I, I, I was, I was hoping that you would have a story, but it like, it sounds like you just, you, you don't let it get a, get out of, out of control. You always you just, and you very nicely beat people up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you really do. You really do have to um, like when you're in that room and you got all those savages training there. Um, and I don't, I don't mean this in like a, like, like a, um, like, like an aggressive way or like a dominating way at all. But like, you have to control your room mm -hmm. uh, when, when you're in there. And if you don't control your room, whether that's like the guys in the room or some crazy asshole coming from outside, you know, um, like that's a problem. And like one way to lose control of the room would be to lose, like lose your self-control on that, on that, on that guy coming in. You know, if you flip out, start screaming at the guy, mm -hmm. it, like you, like you, you've lost control of your room. You know, and then it, I don't know. It, it just seems to always go bad from there. You know? Yeah, I could see that. And and uh, you've always kind of had a a really chill kind of attitude about instruction and stuff like that. Even even when I knew you back when, way back when. But uh, I just, uh, yeah, I you know, even back then, I, I I said to myself, man, John is so smart. He's gonna go places. You know, like, that's, <laughs> like seriously, You're man. The only person in my life who's ever said that about no, me. No, dude, <laughs> I've always, like, it was silly because I'm older than you too, but I remember I remember coming in the, into the gym and being like, hey, John, hey, John, uh, what do you think about this? And I would ask you your opinion. It wasn't like jujitsu. It was like, I don't know, something like that happened at work or something. <laughs> I was asking for advice, you know? That's, that's funny. Yeah, but... um. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I uh, yeah, that's so smart. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had it's funny you, you, you phrase it like that. I had a, I had a younger student tell me that the other night. He's like, man, he's so smart, like mm -hmm. about this stuff. And I go, dude, you should see my report card from when I was a kid. I was a fucking idiot. My dad dropped off my like this box of like memories, like my report cards uh, a couple months ago, and I graduated. 203rd out of 206 in my, my high school <laughs> class like i was i was smarter than three people you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah but you see you see you grow up and you can hire people to do your accounting and all that other stuff you know you well, know I, I do all that shit too so. oh dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well we're gonna cap it off now but um Hey man, thank you for so much for coming on. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your school, man? Tell us, tell us where people can find you. Tell us where your Instagram is. Tell us all that. Um, I, the one thing I really like people to do, we referenced the YouTube channel earlier, uh, just hurricane jujitsu on YouTube. Please, um, please find us on there. Uh, I, uh, I dedicate more time to like my, like my actual school than I do to like posting content on YouTube, but still there's, I'd say at least like one good video a month, if not more up on there. Um, so yeah, hurricane jujitsu on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I post a lot on Instagram. Uh, that's uh, at hurricane JJ, uh, my picture. And then like the school will pop up. Um, and then if anybody's ever coming through Cleveland, uh, we have, we have a super chill drop in policy. So if anybody ever wants to come train, um, there's no formality. You don't have to have a hurricane uniform, just sign a waiver and, and uh, be, be cool to everybody and, and you're in That's i'm it. dying to go up there too man i've been wanting to go up there well, since you opened before i before we before we go like what's your um like are you on the, like sort of like the vaccine timeline like you want to get vaccinated uh, before you go back to it or even after that are you gonna are you gonna be cautious or what do you think i i haven't done any jujitsu 
It's okay. my kids since okay. this whole thing started. And yeah. as soon as they get vaccinated, I'm gonna go right back at it. Okay, all right. So Sweet. I don't know when that happens. Uh, I think it's gonna be a while still. But I also have knee surgery coming, so I'm gonna try to get the knee surgery done sooner, so that I so I have time to kind of recover and then get vaccinated and then get right back in. But we'll see how that goes. Good plan. But um, but that's that's my plan. I don't know what is it here in Chicago, Dan? Is it is it like July or August that we go get <sighs> Who vaccinated? Who knows? Who knows? So, but man, you know. I would love to come up there and visit you, man. If, All right. You know, I, I would, I'll let you know as, as soon as, I swear to you, you'll be one of the first places I'll go to. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. But, um, but thanks so much, man, for coming on. And yeah. uh, I'll make sure to tag you and do all that, all the magic and put it in the, in the description. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, John. Thank yeah, you. Man. Not my cousin, Dan, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Cool. The song you're listening to is titled The Drama by Hallman, and you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Yeah, man, you know, it was good. It was really, really good talking to John. John Lawrence, man, he is, uh, like I said over and over in the podcast, he is a very smart guy. He's very passionate, and he, he really cares about what he's doing, and he cares about the people he he's in charge of at this school. If you happen to be in the Cleveland area, Make sure you go visit John at Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu. You can find out everything you need to know about his academy at HurricaneJJ.com. Again, that's HurricaneJJ.com. He's also on Instagram as Hurricane.JJ. And you can find him on YouTube under the name Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu. Also, don't forget to go to our website, TheFlowRollPodcast.com. You can find all our podcasts there along with a shop which you can go in, get yourself a coffee mug, get yourself some of the art that I've made. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and press all the positive buttons wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye.